Uh, welcome to Post Apocalyptic. This is Rob. This is John. All right. So, how was your week in post? How's how's the job? The job. Uh, I kind of kicked my butt this uh, this week. We're starting to finish. We're starting to uh, uh, finish the first episode. At least it's funny. Like in post, locked, finished. All subjective terms. Yeah, moved on. Yeah, no. I mean, there's really no. Not until that saying is like, I don't believe the movie's done until it's actually released, like right in theaters. When Friday hits and it's at the theaters, yeah. there's nothing else yeah. you can do until exactly. DVD totally. or Blu-ray. Be like, okay, that was the move. That movie happened. Right. And TV is like, not until it airs, is it over. So. You know, now we have these um, delivery dates to deliver the network to the network, and they're now we're calling them soft delivery dates. Oh, that's new. Yeah, there's soft lock, which is just like you're waiting for maybe that final note yeah. before you move on, and then after that, everything is subjective. But I've never heard of soft delivery. Yeah, I hadn't either. And but but in this case, it's like we're gonna have to go back because of the nature of the show and fix some things in all episodes like after we deliver oh, what what are things you have to fix like mix stuff music it's oh. all legal kind of stuff that's going through oh okay you know through um through the paces and um it's really frustrating because like you can't really move on you go yeah we delivered yeah we're locked we're, we're and you know i was like we're not locked we're not i mean there's no finality to anything and so everybody's working really hard but knowing that this is not the final final that's really weird yeah well especially if you know after you deliver and air you have to go back and fix or is it just you know after you deliver you're gonna have to fix something and re-deliver Yes, exactly. Okay. That that's what it is. But I don't understand why, because our air date is so far out. I don't understand why we have to. You know what? I actually I do. I do understand why we have to deliver. It just hit me. The way the uh, studio who produces and um, for the most part pays for production, um, the only way that they get paid from the network is when um so those are upfront costs and the only way that they get paid from the network is when we officially deliver an episode and when we deliver an episode then that triggers payment to the studio so Uh-oh. that's why um <laughs> the studio's always on you about delivery dates when it's delivered and getting a delivery notice because once that happens then they can trigger payment uh to get their money back so that's oh, what so they're looking about. to get the the money rolling, the the, right. the check starting to exactly. come in. Okay. When is that happening? That's why they're all all on you about schedule. When your air dates maybe months away, they're still on you to get that um, that schedule going because. So in theory, you deliver the editor's cut. We delivered. Yeah, get your payment, and then it's like, well, actually, we have some more work to do. Exactly. <laughs> totally. So it's like we can soft deliver. Say we delivered, that can trigger payment. But then we can, you know, go back and touch something. But in theory, though, that soft delivery to trigger their payment is still, it's complete. Like, you'll have it online colored, mixed, oh, yeah. everything. It's just going to be like a small tweak. So exactly. So, it's a conform, which isn't bad. It's better than going, just deliver it, we'll figure it out. At least it's done, and it's tweaks. Tweaks are always a little easier to deal with if it's... 
I mean, it's like, all right, we have to swap a shot. Yeah. I mean, you know, the thing is, too, um, we have some footage that, you know, is going through uh, some legal stuff, too. And who knows? We may have to recut oh, later on. So you're going to soft deliver and then go, oh, you can't use that. Okay. Yeah. Recut. We, we might have to run up against that. So oh. that's one of those <laughs> very frustrating things. You know, your project seems like it should be much easier. Yes, I know it should be, but the network had treated this like it is a you know regular TV show, which it's not. And it's a bit hard to to get these uh, these dates done. I mean, we can do it. It's 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 most for the most part. It's just making normal TV, but a lot of the legal stuff that takes how long, however long it takes. I feel like that should have been hashed out lot longer there's a lot of things that should have been hashed out a lot longer a lot uh, long ago but of course that would make too much sense you know logic is not a not our we have plenty of time it's february everyone and then all of a sudden it's like oh this might not work yeah oh all right (laughs) exactly yeah something's like well how do we know that or you know uh look down that avenue uh i don't know two months ago then we would have been able to um, readjust. Uh, by now, we would have been able to to have something where we can actually lock. We can actually have maybe actually have a delivery date. But you know, there's so many uh, moving parts with this kind of thing, with this kind of project, that you know these things are going to happen. So. Well, and it's weird too because you're done shooting, been done, and months. now it's just like there's so many things in the air because of all your parts to this piece are all in like uh, going at the same time. It's like on mine, it's like, we're still shooting Mm -hmm. and uh, granted we have a delivery date of, I mean, we have an air date of January Mm -hmm. with all our pieces moving, but we're slowly moving each one along while we're shooting. You've been done shooting for a while. Yeah. So everything is just sort of in a flux in a state. And you're just like, one of these done, but you're also delivering, are you planning on delivering everything at the same time? Or are you going to deliver in no, increments? No, no. We'll, we'll deliver incrementally. Uh, like for instance, we'll, we'll go. We'll deliver for a film festival this week, huh. and it may be the first time the network has done this with one of their things. Um, so, is it competing, or is it to be shown at a film festival? I don't know. Oh, I'm not sure how that works. But sometimes you can submit to compete, or sometimes. You know, they'll select uh, certain movies that um, are eligible to compete. In this case, I don't know. All I know is that I have to get it to this film festival by Friday. Oh, wow. Which means that Thursday I have to get it to them because I'm going to upload a file onto the, to the server. And it takes it could take up to 24 hours Oh, for them to get it. So your Friday is... So it's kind of like your Friday is the deadline, which means Thursday, which kind of means Wednesday. You have to be ready to start on Thursday for your Friday delivery. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> yeah, that would be nice. But, of course, we, you know, mix playback on Wednesday evening oh. until whenever, whenever, as you know. Yeah. And then layback, you know, put the actual mix onto the, uh, the master tape Thursday morning. Oh, I would have preferred to do it like whenever that night so that I have it and I can boom, kick it over to the uh, post house. They can make the dubs overnight 
or they file overnight in the morning boom got it in instead of course in the morning i'm going to be doing the layback yeah well there's the the pros and cons of that say you go to 1 a.m which is feasible i mean it's a big the first one's a big project right so you go to one they prep it you start the layback of what the two hour mm-hmm. at like 1 30 right so you're barely paying attention but it's done because right. then you can then all right deliver it and sleep until you get four hours of sleep right you're still going to get four hours of sleep because you're what probably going to lay back first thing eight yeah so yeah. you mix till two Go home. You're getting four hours. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. So either way, you're not sleeping. I just don't it's know. Not, it's not a good like alert, uh, you know, instance where I'm like laying back sometime the next day or sometime in a couple days. You know, it's like no, um, you know, pretty much on running on empty and just powering through. Well, yeah, because you'll wake up with zero like four hours. I'm just hoping you get four hours of sleep. You lay back for that two hours, so that gets you to. 10 30 because those right. things always take a second totally. to set up drop off and then it's like all right i guess i'll go to work because then there's probably four hours to process the file i mean see, to make the file and see that's the thing it's like making the file and then i gotta get the file and upload to the site you know can i trust them to upload to the site i always tr- i trust the post house because of the bandwidth i mean and Oh, I was going to say, well, I trust them with the bandwidth, but it's, you're in a line, too. If everyone else is uploading their stuff, you're number eight in line. It's like, hey, we need to upload. Well, you know, after Scandal, or whatever show, we'll start uploading you. It's like, yeah, I want them to, because that's the thing. You get it to them, they might go, oh, we, yeah, we wanted 5.1, but we don't want 5.1 now. Oh, well, now I need another four hours to make a file. Right. Then upload it, and then now you're in like, I lost six hours. They know about this. You know, I'm going to reiterate this on it's now Saturday, and that's Thursday. I'm going to say this is when when I lay back. I'm going to bring it here, and right away, I'm going to need you to, you know, budget out whatever time you have to make this file because I need it right away. Then the file's made. And I'll probably just stay there right. until it's made and then um, upload it myself up onto the site. Just because the the page where I have to upload it belongs mm-hmm. to our executive, one of oh. our executive producers, it's his account. Okay. And so I don't know if I want to trust that it happened because if it doesn't happen, yeah, if it doesn't not- get there. Yeah. Uh, that's that's well, yeah, because that's big. setting up a, like a new um, permissions. Like I was gonna say, if it was like what we talked about in the past, like a DAX, a media monorail, then it'd be like all these people have done it. Like Post House have a standard account, yeah, to all these. But if it is a producer's page, it's almost best like I right, just put it on Drive, I'll upload it. Yeah, but then you have what? How what is that file gonna be? Is it if it's pro? What are you looking at? Probably sixty gigs. Yeah, at I'm, least I'm gonna have to like do some research and <laughs> really find out um, what kind of file I can put up there. I mean, it doesn't have to be like a final air file. 
Oh, okay. You know, it's it's but sixty gigs. Oh, is this for them to view for possible? Right. So this isn't the possible file that they're going to air no. at the film festival. This is for them to review to see if it qualifies. Right. Exactly. Oh, okay. So I I was thinking like the final ProRes that you would deliver. Right. Um, like our half hour show, I heard last year was like twenty five gigs. The ProRes, like the file that has you know, then but it also has everything in it. It's your 5.1 and then your closed captioning and it's all packaged so mm-hmm. i was thinking like two hours you're looking at like 60 gigs or something but if it is just a viewable prores like not to air specs that won't be too bad i mean you're still probably looking at five to eight gigs yeah. maybe <laughs> and the up i mean the upload won't won't be that bad i think it's i think 10 gigs is the limit yeah you know, so there's a limit you know um and it'll be up there it's just I just want to make sure. You need to find someone who works on a good lot, like Disney, Paramount, it's like like the fast bandwidth, so you're not sitting six hours. You're not at Starbucks uploading a file. <laughs> like you know, it, you know, uh, it's uh, buffering and, yeah. and it just craps out on you, and you got to start getting like fuck. Yeah, yeah. No, um, you know, it's just one of those things. Like it'll happen, and it'll probably happen yeah. without a hitch. But I'm just like, oh god, there's so much writing on this submission. Right. And, and that's the worst. The it's like, submission. yeah, because it's like we could have done it last week, but yeah. of course they have notes and stuff, and they just think. I think what it is is some people know, but they don't know. It's like, great Thursday. Well, we'll mix Wednesday. Just upload it right there. No, we. There's 27 steps before I can even have the file to upload. They yeah. just figure like, well, I'm done. Yeah. Well, yeah, you're done. Right. There's other stuff that gets done. <laughs> yeah, like you'll hear from the network. Oh, I heard you guys. Uh, it, it, like we wouldn't even have online anything, and it's like I heard there was a van uh, for your show today. Well, can we get that? And I'm like, well, we haven't even a van as a video assembled master when they put all of the uh, original camera masters together the way you did in uh, offline, which is, you know, sort of a copy of what you shot, and um, put the show together with the uh, original masters to make so that. You know, the original really crisp, clean picture uh, comes together the way you did um, with the copies. Um, and so they said, we thought you had that. I'm like, I haven't even online yet. Right. Like, that's not even... Like, where, did you, where are you hearing this information? And it's like what you said. It's like one person... It's like the game of telephones. Like one person's heard... Uh, that we've locked and as soon as we've locked that means you must have you know an online you must have a VAM and yeah the EP might be friends with someone so he's like alright I'm done with my my thing we're good and they're like oh great but that was him walking out of the bay right going I'm done with my cut not realizing it's like oh well we still have to put everything together get it to the post house right. to do the online so you're like two days away from being done Totally. And they just, I mean, they were being cool, probably like, I'm done. Like trying to like appease the network or exactly. studio. It's like, look, I'm done with my cut. And they're like, oh, great. Can we get it? Well, yeah. Do you want a dumb version of it? Yeah. I mean, it's like, what version do you want? I can get send you a quick time right now, but it's not right. Totally. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so there are departments, though, that do understand. Like when I told them, they totally understood. Um, just tell me what your schedule is, that kind of thing. Um but, you know, with so many people um, looking at, you know, something like this, some sort of high-profile thing, um, 
everybody sort of wants it. And when someone hears that there's a version of it for this person, oh, can I get that version? You know, and then the deliverables sort of list grows because everybody everybody needs something in a different version than you have yeah and then you have to like check well i have to get it to this person and that person but it's still not locked so i still have to move forward here for the show but then legally i don't know if we could use this i have to keep track of this because this is not really locked down this is locked down but if this thing that is not locked down changes then if we swap that out that may change everything else around it so um it's crazy and then we're doing two versions we're doing you know two hours um two hour versions of uh you know basically two parts right the premiere yeah and then uh one hour versions but then just (laughs) i was in the uh bay with an editor last yesterday and um we're going through timings of well, if you know for the for the one hour it's going to be this, and for the two hours it's going to be this. But don't think about this as the one hour because this recap is not going to be you know sixty seconds. Actually, it's going to be thirty seconds. But um, if you whittle it down that way, then the uh, on the one hours we're going to lose you know uh, eight seconds of uh, or yeah eight seconds of logos because there's only one. You know, uh, right. thing of logos on one, and then you have to realize that you know the credits, the time allotted for credits on the one hour is one minute. Oh, with, correct, yeah. With, I mean, with two hours is one minute rather, and then with one hour is now thirty seconds, and then so going through that is ridiculous as it is. Yeah, I know, Rob, you work for a stream. Yeah, you've worked for a streaming service, and right. it's like the timing, sort of like we have to get to this sort of timing i don't think was as much of an issue as it is network where it's just like right you have to beg for you know more time right well yeah that's the thing it's not an even because your two hours is probably i mean i know you're a little you have more leeway on your two hours is probably legit but like if it was a two hour on a regular network would it would be probably 90 minutes but that 90 minutes doesn't split even into two 45 minute episodes because then it's actually 40 minutes so you actually have to do more editing you can have your master then you cut down then you have to cut down and like those things you're thinking you lose that minute of credits which is now 30 seconds right then you have the logos on both as opposed to the logos just on one so all of a sudden it's like new math right exactly it's a lot of (laughs) it's a lot of math and everyone gets confused even me um i mean i got it now but it's just it's just stupid because you know you have the two hour which in the beginning was like the two hour was added when when i when i got the timings for the two hour it was less than two one hours just added together oh okay and i was like why is that and i realized that you know there's only going to be one um recap for a two hour Mm -hmm. but it's going to be 30 seconds um and then, like we were talking about, the logos are going to be um, just one one uh, bank of, of logos, and then one main title. So yeah, it's just you know all those things sort of come out, and you know the time going to go down just because you know you're only going to have one version of. Well, thing. and two, you have to make it that cohesive edit, too. So you have to if you just split it down the middle, 
it might end on a weird moment. And it's like, do you want that moment in part one or part two? Yeah. So then if it ends with, um, you know, just someone getting shot or something, mm-hmm. it's like, well, do you want that to end on them getting shot? Or do you want that to get, get shot in the beginning of part two in the one hour breakup? Yeah. So then, well, if we leave it there with well, that other one short, let's add a scene back in. So it's not even. It's like you have to really lose yeah. stuff. I did uh, that happened on um, a show I did for five seasons. We did a one hour premiere, and then when we split them up, there was actually additional scenes. So it was kind of weird. Where if you watch one hour it was cohesive, mm-hmm. then the two hour it's like we added stuff back in because it wasn't even. You know, the one hour premiere obviously wasn't the same timing as the two one hours. And then it was like. Well, let's just edit here. That'll be episode one. We'll add this scene that in that we deleted from season. So it was kind of fun that you got bonus material, but it was just kind of weird. Like we definitely made a new episode. Right. It was like, oh, this is, we have basically three episodes now. We have the premiere and none of them, like you just don't link them together. And it's like, oh, cohesive. Right. Yeah. I mean, and see, for that very thing, I was like, wait, are we going to like, when we break the two hours down into now one hours are we gonna have to like edit those one out and we're like no <laughs> so what <laughs> we're just making like the the one hours we're making as one hours and they're gonna be what they're gonna be mm-hmm. and we're gonna join the two hours together and that's that's gonna be the timing but it's gonna work out to okay what it is we're not gonna like oh add you know to, and, like you said have another show or another well yeah i guess because for your cases you're You've made two one hours, or yeah, two one hours that are going to be a two hour. So you already know, like, by combining them is easier than splitting almost. Right. Because if you have, it's like, we made a two hour, now we need two one hours. Oh, right. Now we have to split it and figure out the math of that. So, right. Yeah, we're just joining. Wow. So it's just, it's it's crazy because, you know, the network is like, hey, we want to do it this way. We want to air this way. This is not how it initially was set up. You know, this was decided, you know, a couple months ago. I've been on shows where, you know, the network's like, we want to air six ahead of seven. I mean, seven ahead of six. And it's like, okay, well, I guess we putting in for a lot of overtime, you know, and we'll just, you know, bust our asses to do that. And, of course, the, the idea to air seven ahead of six comes not in the script stage but like a week before it really has to happen correct and it's like why didn't you tell us that i mean it's like we can do it but like we're going to be working really hard to try to make that happen well yeah Um, because the flow is it's like generally shooting order is your air order for the most part i'm currently on a show where our shooting order is not our air order. But because we're so far out from airing, we're going to deliver in shoot order, which is not air order. So we shot two, four, one, three, hmm. ten. So, but we couldn't just like hold those until we edit one. Like we can't do one first because that's four weeks into shooting. Mm-hmm. The other stuff's just not going to get done. So we'll, we will deliver two, four, five eight one and something like that so it's just like that's the way it is that makes sense but we have time if you're like on a fall show you are 
basically weeks out and they're like hey we need uh seven instead of six like yeah that's in it's not a back burner thing but it's just not in the foreground because someone it might be in a different stage that that editor's cut might not have even gone out yet whereas six you might already be at a network cut going oh no we're more ahead and they're like yeah it doesn't matter so then you just shift gears and it's like you're gonna pay for it and they're like okay yeah yeah it's it's the thing They'll, they'll kick and scream about money for so many stupid things but when it comes to like hey can you put seven ahead of six yeah it's gonna cost you a hell of a lot of money all right that was that thing we talked about on the okay. other one where couldn't get the PA ten dollars and it's like well right, yeah. you know budget set then it's right. like we need this episode it's like all right well I can project twenty grand okay yeah exactly and it, you you're just ballparking it like that's not even a real number that you're just guessing on just all right we'll have to put two weekends in just to catch up all right, right great get it done right <laughs> yeah that, get it. but can I get that PA that hundred yeah. bucks no no oh it just absolutely we just don't I'm sorry I just don't have any more money in the budget but in that push it's like all right the PA is gonna have to work all weekend and right all right great <laughs> exactly. so you're gonna pay him anyways right just in a as long as it's on your terms exactly that's oh. exactly what it is it's like when I was a PA years ago and they were sort of nickel and diving me about mileage and um, the worst my rate and it was the someone at the, the studio was just real ball buster about it. And I'll never forget the uh, the sort of like you know what time it is wake up call moment when I was sent out to buy Polaroids this is back when yeah. it was sort of on the tail end of Polaroids for the wardrobe department. It's a Polaroid film. And I had the P card, the uh, the show credit card. So I went out and bought this stuff. And I was king back from buying it so, like, disturbed because the price of this Polaroid was about, I don't know, about 50 to $60 more than what I made in a week. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, Polaroids, they're going to use these Polaroids for the next, what, two days, and that's going to be it. You know, done. Yeah, they'll take the photo, see if it matches from the day before, staple it into a book. Yeah. That goes into a box that goes to the salt mines when the show wraps. And that's it. And then 20 minutes that it took me to go get this Polaroid, more than my week's pay. And I was like, oh my God, this is crazy. And they're bitching at me about, you know, did you did you really go three miles instead of two here or... You know, um, I don't know if we can get you any more money for your rate. You know, uh, minimum wage is kind of what we do. And it's like, really? And you just see the money. You yeah. can't help as a PA, but to see the money because you got to buy things and uh, continuously during production. I was in production at that point. I wasn't in post. And you see all the money that flies around because it's all about time. It's all about we have to do it right now. And it's going to cost, I don't know, $100,000. And, you know, you'll probably get, the line producer will probably get a tongue lashing from the studio. But then they'll go, okay, you yeah. know, we we, we got to get it done. Yeah. You know? Um, I know at CBS, uh, one of their... One of their things is that they don't put out, they don't want to put out anything that is subpar. So, if the production is a train wreck, you can sort of um, 
uh, running up a huge tab on the studio's uh, bill, like they'll balk about it, but they'll pay it because it's like we don't want this thing to to tank. Correct. We may not pick it up again because it's yeah. too you know too costly, but we will you know give you what you need. Um, but as a PA, you don't have that, and I think what it is is like there's so many unions uh, involved that a lot of the rates aren't negotiable. Yeah, that's just you know? that if you hire props, you're paying that rate. That's it. I mean, you might end up hiring someone that has a little more clout, so you might give them more money mm-hmm. because they have prestige behind them or something, so they maybe might above scale or whatever or be above the rate. But yeah, no, you hire an editor, they're paying the rate. Like, that's it. That's You don't go under. Yeah. You, yeah. you have a set rate card, which most line producers have. You can actually go to most websites of the unions and go, all right, this is what we'll pay. Unless, of course, you have something behind you. If you have, I've won eight Emmys as an editor, you might, your rate might be a little higher and they might be willing to pay it. Right, exactly. So, and, and like you said, scale. Like, you can't go below that, you know? Uh, so, hamstrung by, uh, by those rules. But when you're dealing with someone like, you know, you and me, uh, PA, coordinator, um, I'll say post coordinator, not production coordinator, um, you sort of can negotiate a little bit. You can a little sort bit, of go, yeah, a little wee- leeway. This is what we pay. Yeah, there's for people like associate producers like us, uh, like John and I. Like, there is a vague rate. Yeah. Like every studio is a little different, but it all roughly within dollars. Uh, some much less than others. There might be a couple hundred dollar difference or something, yeah. but. It's a vague thing. Some just like, this is all we pay. And then sometimes you can negotiate. But it's a vague rate. And there's there's some that are very far off from that rate. Uh, but but they choose to take the money from the PA <laughs> and the mileage. Yeah, exactly. let's, let's get that, that mileage. Uh, like you were saying, like uh, that's the thing. I remember getting, um, not a, uh, talking to would be stern or something. It was questioned on mileage. And this is that thing like you were saying. In production at the time, I was PA in production, and you know, you had to get bagels and uh, donuts, and this was when you could do coffee runs. Coffee runs, basically, right. is exactly what it sounds. You go, you go to Starbucks, and you, for production, you go and you pick up twenty-seven coffees, which is a nightmare when you're one person. Oh, 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 27. And it was just like, but that was when the studio allowed it. Um, yeah. There are still coffee runs now, but the studio doesn't like to pay for Starbucks, which. Once again, when you're going to Starbucks and you're getting at 20 coffees at even the low end of $3, they saw that money rising. Right. And they're like, we can't do this. So now writers take turns with their credit card or something. And then somehow still write it off or something. But um, So you're doing this. So you're paying the you know, $12 for bagels, $5 for donuts. You're doing the coffee runs. And getting called in at the time, I, I want to say it was maybe 20 cents a mile, which maybe it was 19 it was Disney, so they were always a little cheaper in their mileage. So I'm going to say 19 cents a mile. Yeah. Line producer calls me in, and he was like, hey, it looks like you're two miles off. 40 cents. Whoa. But he pulls up. This was the early days of MapQuest. Uh-huh. So not everything was – it was accurate in mileage. But so it was. I was working in the Valley. I had to do a run in um, Hollywood. MapQuest put a line through the mountain. 
not through the pathway like Laurel Canyon. Right. It was, you're at Disney, you went to Hollywood, here's a straight line. It should have been eight miles. Why did it take 10? Well, because I don't drive through the mountain. I mean, right. I would love to. That would save me so much time. But I, I even told him, I was like, well, I'm on the fifth floor in the parking structure. I get there. I have to go to the fifth floor at their parking structure. And there's no exact route. Yeah, that's the mileage. But and he's like, all right, well, I just want you to know I'm keeping an eye on it. Oh. I was like, it's 40 cents. And like you, it's like I was probably picking up $400 worth of Polaroid film. Yeah. And they were like, 40 cents. It's like, you're using dying technology and you're mad about my 40 cents. And it's not like. It's crazy. And that was like, yes, you could pad every PA, pad it a little. Like you round it up. Like a lot of times if you had a long one. You would round up a mile or two. But once again, you're cheating the system out of 40 cents. Right. At most. But yet, the coffee run at $400 for the two coffee runs, the four lunches, the bagels. No, that's all right. It's all right. We have that. But your 40 cents, I'm keeping my eye on you. I was like, all right, whatever. I didn't care. I mean, he was a nice guy and the show was really good, but... Really, this is the this is the on your line item right, budget. Exactly. This is the one that's pushing our show, is crushing us. Not the writers' lunch, the actors' lunch, you know, the crew meals, the you know, the kitchen that's overstocked with every Coke. Because you never know, someone might want a diet Dr Pepper, a regular Dr Pepper, Coke, Diet Coke. Well, better Pepsi because some people don't like Coke. Yeah, and all that stuff just sits there, and you got to have you know your Greek yogurt and. Like name brand, forty no. cents. <laughs> no, absolutely. It's just um, yeah. I remember being on the show and I got a quest. I got questioned about it's my questioned. mileage, and I got so I'm like a chill guy. Like nothing rattles me. I got so mad. Like I just <laughs> I just snapped back. You know, at my boss, like the 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 the, the post producer, and I was like. After after I had done, I'm like, did I really just at <laughs> him? But it was like, like you said, the whole thing of, dude, you're talking about a couple miles. Do you know that I got to get in this car every day and run around town, you know, in L.A. with the traffic, which is fine. But a lot of times, you know, I have to run over there come back find out oh we didn't give you this thing go back come back oh we didn't give you this thing and so it was it's kind of maddening to like do that and then to turn right around and say well i don't think you did what you say you did right you know and so you know afterwards i did a little research because i was sort of friendly with the uh the accountants and um they had never never said anything about my mileage oh. up until now and so you know we were friends actually and i'm like i thought we were friends like <laughs> what is going on here yeah. mileage really 50 cents yeah and they were like oh we don't care but the studio looked at it and asked us about it so that's why yeah then present it that way yeah but it's also you're probably coming off like these are days like pre everything now where the runs are very limited. I think we've even talked yeah, about it before. It's like so the runs are limited, but you're coming off of 
like because of no internet so you're doing home delivery so you're like you're coming off like probably 13 hour 13 14 hour days every day you get to a thursday all of a sudden you come back after like a three hour run and yeah. they're like we have talked to you about your mileage yeah Oh, okay, sure. I'm on zero right, right now. Right, exactly. And you're mad Let's about 50 talk. cents. And so you're right. almost like you're so angry, you reach in your pocket, pull change. Here, yeah. take it back. I, I, I don't care anymore. I, I wish really... I had done that. That would have been a great move. Just you throw it on the table. There you go. There's there your you pilot. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, that was that to me was just like we don't, we don't believe that you're doing the mileage that you say you are. And granted... It is known that you pad the mileage a little bit as a PA for reasons like you don't know if like you turn in your time card on a Friday and then you'd have to do some other run or right. or what. But it is known that PAs get paid shit. They're the low guys on the totem pole. A lot of times it's minimum wage because it's like scale. You know, that's the lowest they can do. So, the way that that, you know, um, becomes a desirable job at that pay, A, you're working in television, but B, your pay is augmented by the the mileage. Yeah, tax-free. Exactly. So, it's like, all right, but you'll get mileage. And that's how you will present it to a PA that you're interested in. You said, well, you know, the pay is this. I know it's not great. Hey, but you'll get mileage as well. You know, but then when the mileage is like, uh, I don't know, did you really go two miles instead of, I mean, one mile instead of two or vice versa? It's like, yes, yes, I did. And they go, oh, okay. But just, just to be asked about it, yeah. it's like, you're not in the car with me. Like, you don't know that, like you talked about that route. If you take a route, the same route you take every day, and all of a sudden there's an accident somewhere, yeah. you know, and then you have to like go right around the city. Or if you take, a route that may be a little more mileage, but it may even be faster just because of the... Yeah, you're like, look, I just route. want to get there and back. Yeah. It's like, I, I want to eat lunch today that's not cold. Exactly. So I'm going to go the longer way, but quicker way. Right. And it's like the, the battles of your line producer. It's like, really? Like you're saying 20 cents or 40 cents. It's like, really? On your list of things to do as a line producer, which is a stressful job, would you have fires to put out you know that are huge every day this maybe maybe it's just so quiet and you got it you know so under control eh, uh, fuck with this kid's mileage yeah you know it's like really you know it's like rob we don't fi- think you yeah. went the way you said you did <laughs> show me an account of you know your uh travels that day it's like come on. it's like all right i noticed john if i extrapolate You'll have cheated the company out of three dollars this whole season, <laughs> um, and this is an outrage. Yeah, I know. And just in the grand scheme of things, if you just glance at the budget, you realize, oh wow, they're spending two million dollars, three million dollars an episode, and they're balking about fifty cents. It's like, yeah. where? What's the logic in that? And I just realized that they don't have that power with the unions, so right. they have to. It, it has to be what it's going to be. But when they have the power to go, I can negotiate with you or I can get you less money, then they do that because then it looks to their bosses, oh, wow, okay, they're actually saving money for the company. They're saving 50 cents? Yeah. But still, you know, they're, they're, they're 
they're invested. And I would get it too, like if you had, like at the time as productions, you had multiple PAs. Yeah. And if and you always try to divide the runs up as evenly as possible. But if you were one thing of like you were making fifty dollars more a week in mileage than the other two, yeah. Then it would be questionable. It's like then I could see the line producer going, "All right, I'm actually going to crack open the mileage and see why." But then it'd be like, oh, okay, maybe this guy does all the script runs. Maybe they worked something out. Like, because uh, I was on a show where there were two PAs, production. And at night when we did all the script runs, he lived west side and I lived valley. So there were some times where he had a few more scripts and sometimes I had a few more because we were just trying to do the best we could to get home in a decent time. Granted, yeah. we got home at 2 a.m. almost every night. But it's sure. like, all right, he has two more, but they're closer to his house. So it's like... He has eight, and I have said, well, actually, it was always like he had 12 and I had 10 because there was always like 22 or something like yeah. that. So it's like, all right, I'm still going to Woodland Hills, but he has two by the airport. But that's also closer to his house. He'll be home earlier, whereas I'll be home earlier. Yeah. So it's like, I get it. Like if you had these PAs and they're like, okay, I have to flip it open. But just the fact that there's some random number that come up and like, oh, I've clear, I've driven there and I know it's five miles and you put seven. Did you come from the fifth floor parking structure? Right. Did you, you know, did you realize you had to go around something and couldn't find parking? You know, I can't valet like you. I right. have to circle around and park because you won't pay for my valet. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And see, those are the things too. Like the parking structure, they didn't realize that. Like the one at Sony. Yeah. And this is where I was when I got the the uh, questioning. It was like we were at Sony, and that parking structure is massive and you and it was always me parking at the top so it's going around and around it's a five it's easily once you get into your car it's five minutes until you're out and that's you know the speed limit's 10 and you're going 30 right because you just want to get the run done so it is a five minute parking structure it's like disneyland size parking structure yeah where you're just like i can't believe i'm still in the parking structure <laughs> leaving like have you left to call you to call in the parking structure have yeah. you left? i'm trying i, I have, just got to my car exactly <laughs> um yeah it, it's 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 ridiculous um but on the production show uh my first real like um network scripted show um i was night pa Okay, so I've I done did, that before, yeah. Yeah, so I, I had the scripts, and I did make uh, more than the other guys because of the mileage, but they all knew that, and no one else wanted to do the night shit job where I come in at 6 p.m. and get home at 7 a.m., 6 or 7 a.m. Um, but it's funny you say 22 scripts. That's exactly how many I yeah. had. I had 22 scripts, and I had to do all 22. Mm-hmm. Um, there were three. There were like nice enough to do three uh courier oh uh, run. palisades probably because there were some people who lived like a ridiculous yeah like uh palisades westlake village or something yeah. like that and it's like really i'm i'm not gonna go out there just deliver a script that no one reads right so um because the thing is like you deliver these scripts overnight and then the call time in the morning is like really early so it's like for these people to really read a script they'd have to get up super early read prepare come to set no one's doing that i, mean, I did one time i was doing a show and part of it was you had to make 250 scripts which just now seems right so yeah, that's weird what I had to do too, yeah. uh, it was 250 scripts 
then I had to do the sides. The sides are the next day's work condensed. So you took the a copy of the call sheet and just the pages or the scenes they were working on that day, mm-hmm. shrink them down, which now seems like I wouldn't even know how to do it. But I knew it in I my head. I definitely wouldn't know now. <laughs> so you get the call sheet, you yeah. get those things, and you make little small things so the actors have it. So I'd make the 250. I would drop all the sides to the actors then go to the actors houses to drop off the script i'm like they're getting their sides for the day but i remember one time it was one of those things it was uh, 22 i don't know why that's a magic number but i think that was like 22 it it, i got a later start because they didn't call me in until later they weren't done with that night script until like 10 or something like Mm -hmm. that so uh, 250 copies takes four hours if the machine doesn't go down and it always goes down. It always goes down. I got to one of the actor's houses as he was leaving and handed it to him. And it was just kind of <laughs> surreal where it was like, like I was walking. You really? try to be as quiet as you can. The sun's already up. And I'm dropping. I was like, oh, hey, man. I'm like, hey. I think he thought I was the morning guy. Yeah. Like, oh, you're dropping it off early. And I think yeah. he grabbed it, threw it in this car seat drove to work and Never i still had like seen again i had three more yeah yeah he gets to work and went oh i have sides yeah and throws the script to the side which i never understood that logic it was weird it's one thing to make the 250 deliver them and just call it a day because you're walking around disney or wherever you're going to deliver the scripts the hand deliveries but to deliver the sides as well to the actors then it's like why am i going to their house you already know my shift always starts at 8 8 p.m yeah no one's waiting for that script maybe guest cast because maybe they haven't seen it yet, but they're going to come in two hours before call. They're going to have their sides. They're going to know what they're doing. <laughs> it was such a weird, like, now in retrospect, seems so stupid. And it, and it, and it is stupid. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's that, Rob. And it's also, oh, man, just, just thinking about this. It's like going to a house at night. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing is, like, I got to learn L.A. I got to learn where I want to live because, right. you know, there were some places up in the mountains and some really some of these executives and actors live in some really nice places. Um, and you're driving in the worst car like I'm, I was. Exactly. It's like you're driving in a nice neighborhood in the worst car. My car was just, yeah, just on his last leg. You're right. And I was <laughs> like, are they going to stop me and look at me funny? Because I'm like, what are you What are you doing here? What is, you should be creepily somewhere. slowing down because exactly. you're trying to find the address at night and trying exactly. to be quiet. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> you're tiptoeing around. Is this that? And hoping no one sees you. Like, no, I'm just here dropping off. Uh, I'm working. I'm working. This is what I'm doing. Yeah, right. Um, but, you know, going to a house and dropping off a script and seeing like, you know, four scripts there from the night before. Yeah, that they have the night you're just before. you're putting on the pile, and you're kind of happy doing it because it makes you angry. But you're like, good, it's still there, yeah. and you're stacking. You're like, I want to see how many I can yeah, stack on this pile. Yeah, and it's like, are we really, really, we doing this? And they're like, oh, but email them that too. And so, this is what what gets me is email was the preferred way of delivery at a certain time. Yeah, and it wasn't before because of the security of it. No, wasn't that not. Secure, when that's the security got much better. Um, but they were like, you know what? Email it. So I remember I was working in production during the day. It was a day <laughs> PA. Um, and so we had to um, email the, the script, new script pages and the new scripts to the network. Right? And well, before we were delivering, 
we will co- we'll go make copies, yeah. you know, on the uh, appropriate color paper oh, yeah. for the revisions. Then we'd get those scripts and deliver them to, you know, we'd go from like Culver City to uh, Universal City, do that delivery. And of course, that takes three hours. Yeah. Um, for at night. Two pages. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> for literally two pages of, uh, two pages of, of new stuff, but, you know, all told, probably like two lines change and maybe like four words. But we delivered that to them. And so, I don't know, I kind of wanted to inject logic into this whole thing, and now we emailed the pages. So, everything is fired off and emailed while we're copying yeah. the, the pages. So, I remember copying the pages, getting them all done, having other PAs help me, you know, get it all done. And I'm like, the whole way over there to Universal City, I'm like, why am I delivering this? Is it that they don't have the colored paper and they really need it? That can be the only reason why, because they have it in an email right. digitally in their hands like hours ago. So I remember going to, uh, you know, doing the rounds. One of the things when you go as a PA, you get to see the inner workings of like the studios and networks. You get to go, and when you deliver stuff, you get to talk to people who work there. So I become friends with some of the assistants you know that you do you have to yeah exactly yeah just you have to be friends with them because they're going to tell you it's like look he's not in this week don't even go it's like oh great had i not been they might not really you know do anything you know it's like just it's just good the the assistants are your key totally the key masters yeah they are and 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 a lot of them are cool you know and some of them are not but a lot of them are cool and so i remember handing one off to to one and she goes oh thank you thank you so much i just printed this out she takes the copy throws it in the trash oh (laughs) (laughs) it's like oh okay it's my job i'm on the clock yes i'll do it but this right here makes no sense yeah that transition from paper to digital i mean there are still paper scripts some people still need them like the directors like to mark i mean it's not uncommon the but pas aren't making 250 anymore right um but yeah that digital i was a little around that too yeah it was that weird thing of like all right we emailed it but let's get it to them it's like but they already have it like yeah all right they're gonna have it in two hours when i go deliver it it's like well just in case what Just at this point case, like this wasn't like Sorry. 94 when email still a little mm-hmm. jinky i wasn't in the business in 94 where it's like you know we emailed the document we don't know if they even know how to open it we're talking 2000s like that digital transfer probably mid 2000s yeah, this maybe was two, 20, this was 2005 yeah so that yeah. was probably the uh, people going you know what just actually saying i'll just take the email version of it so like yeah probably 2005 to 2007 there was still that weird like all right here and then they're right in front of you i'll recycle that right it's like at least let me walk away right that's what that's what i was thinking why do you have to do that in front of me like oh my god i was crestfallen you're sweaty yeah 
Totally. And it was hot. The valley it was hot. You know, I'd gotten there. And like you talk about my car, Rob, it's like I had like a car that was about 12 years old at the point. The AC was not working. Right. So it's like, you know, the windows are down. I'm like drenched walking into this thing. Like the parking structure is clear across the lot. So I'm like carrying all this stuff drenched. And then she's like, oh, great. And I'm carrying two. I feel ridiculous carrying just two pages to her, like going through all this just to carry two pages. Oh, great. I just printed this out and gave it to my boss. Throw it in the trash. You're like in your hope. And it's like, you know what? I'll justify it in my head. It's these pages. They're waiting for them. This is going right. to save the show. <laughs> and then she just destroys you right in front right. of you. It's like, oh, thanks. I appreciate it. Yeah. And the thing is, like, I'm like, at least she was like very appreciative. Yeah. She thanked me. It was like there was that, but the greatest touch on that though would have been, oh wait till he leaves, he leaves, he leaves, he's gone, he's can't uh-huh. see me, throw it away, and at least recycle it too. Like the fact you just threw it in yeah, the trash, like exactly. wow, you just hate it that much, you just <laughs> crushed me even more. It's like oh my god, we crazy. on an early early show when it was all script based. Um, there was an EP on the show who was also an EP on another show. At the end of the season. He came in with all his scripts, still an envelope, and went, hey, do you guys want to recycle these? And it was, it had to be like 70 scripts. He goes, oh, I got all these at my house. And it was like, I didn't know, because I didn't want to throw them away. Do you guys recycle here? Because the studios have usually a big recycling program. All unopened, all with my stickers that I had spent all night printing out. And it was like, the worst part was, is the worst part, he was the nicest guy like the Henry Winkler of yeah. producers, where he's like, wow. hey, I just don't want to throw oh, okay, these away. So. And you're just like, that's awesome. But then you're like, I drove to your house every night, five nights a week to give you these scripts. And it's like, at one point you could have went, oh, I don't need these at my house. Like, was he doing it? Because he well, well, they're delivering it. I don't want to stop them. I didn't understand why he just didn't at one point go, no, 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 no. I'm, uh, I don't need scripts. But like, <coughs> just to come in and almost like, Right. Here's all that hard work you did this season. Would you like to recycle it? Yes, I would. I would like to recycle it right. But he was nice, but it was that thing of like, why wouldn't you just say it? Like, if I was getting scripts at my house, if I'm ever to that point, well, now I'm not. I give them an email to me every night. Yeah. Just say blue. That's a color scheme now. It's like, here's, here's a draft blue. Great. I'm good. But I would feel like after the fifth time of not needing it, I'm going to tell the person, like, don't go to my house. Even if I was next to the studio, if I was walking distance from the studio, like, don't send me scripts anymore. Obviously, I haven't looked at the last 25. Do you think maybe he just doesn't want people to know he's not looking at the scripts? (laughs) Or I don't know. He might have just been busy because he was on another show that was a little more high profile. So he probably, great, probably didn't even know what script it was and just threw it to the side. Um, But had I known that, I would have just stopped delivering. Like, had he done that mid-season? Here, do you want to recycle these? And none of them were open. I would have tested the waters and not delivered a few times and just said, oh, my God, I forgot. You know, because you can get away with one or two of those. Like, yeah. I forgot as a PA. Like, if you've done that once, they're like, oh, okay. It's like, yeah, it was late night. But I would have just stopped going to his house. Right. <laughs> but, and then the other was unnamed actress, I will say. Okay. Uh, She's one of my favorites. She was, uh, she was really good. Yeah. Um, she didn't know where she was going to leave. She had three... She had a side entrance, a front entrance, and a back door. Some days a car would pick her up, and some days she drove to set. It just was the way it was. 
she wanted a script at each door because she wasn't sure which door she would leave at that morning. So we did it. I mean, once again, you're sitting well, there. Okay, can you back, can, <laughs> can you say that again? All right, I'm a PA, so uh, this was probably the third, third or fourth thing I've done. And I know actors at this point. So I think the first time I delivered, I front door, as always. Sure. And it's like, she didn't get it. I was like, I went to her front door. I know I did because it was, she lived. It was that some people you can forget about because it's just mid-Hollywood. You're like, I don't know. Maybe I went to their house. She happened to live on a weird street that I had to park awkwardly to walk. So it's like those things you remember. Right. Everyone else, if it's just a street and you walk up and you drop off, you will forget about it by the third night because it's automatic. And I was like, did it? And he was like, well, you know, all right, we don't know what to say. We'll just tell her, you know, to look when she gets home. And then it came back that she was going out maybe different doors to then to take three scripts to her house and drop one at each door because she didn't know what door she was going to leave at in the morning. So if she left out the front door, a script would be there. Side door script back door script i mean that see that just sort of <laughs> definitely sort of typifies what a ridiculous exercise this whole thing is and how we just cater to whatever anybody wants are you kidding me i don't know what door i'm going to leave out of so i need a script at every single door yeah, and this wasn't a mansion. She had a, she was coming off a uh, popular series, so she has money. But this wasn't a one of those Beverly Hills like mansions. It was right. a good size. Like actually, I was kind of you know like you've delivered to actors before, where sometimes you go, yeah. good for them, living modestly. Then the others, it's like totally good for you spending your third season money. Yeah, hers was very modest. It was just that she had three ways to leave. Like it was like an overpass to the side door. I guess the best way to explain, I mean, you'd have to actually look up the Happy Days house. It's not the Happy Days house, and it wasn't Henry Winkler. He would not have demanded me to do three scripts. He would not. He's not that guy. So if you think of the Happy Days house the best way, there's an overpass, and then there was the garage, the garage where the Fonz, speaking of Henry Winkler. <laughs> um, you could drive in the driveway, and then you could walk to the front door. There was an overpass that had a side door. But in the Happy Days house, I don't think they had the side door, but that's kind of where a side door would be, where the mud room or whatever. But if you drove through the driveway, there's the garage and there's a back door. It's weird. The side door and the back door are almost the same. They were just farther. Like she had a cover to the side door. Mm -hmm. And then if you went down farther was her garage, but the back door was kind of there to angle to the garage. It was kind of like a, I don't even know, like it's not even like, oh, think of a mid-century modern house. It wasn't. It was just sort of the house. It was sort of like, I don't want to park in the garage. I want to park and cover my car. But I want to walk straight to a door. I don't want to cover and then walk to my front door. I want, I want the quickest access to a door. So it was definitely an afterthought door. So it was like, okay, so I'm driving to her house, you know, at midnight with three scripts, going, I can't. And it was like funny and stupid, even in my young self, going, sure, Hollywood, <laughs> right? And right. it was just like, and what we're doing is like, this is Hollywood. We were working. I was working on a movie of the week. Um, I don't know. Do they still do movie? Okay, movie of the weeks. If anyone doesn't know, is a very popular thing in the seventies, eighties, nineties, even early two thousand. This yeah. was happened to be the nineties, and ABC mostly, CBS occasionally, but ABC they would do Sunday night. They would do a movie of the week. It would be 
as we used last week, I, as I listened to it, was tentpole. was our big uh, big word of the mm-hmm. week. You might actually call that podcast tentpole. <laughs> um, so it would just be like, you know, I had a couple TV stars in it, a cute story. They do some press. It was just your movie. It was before everything, before you had streaming and everything, where there was you had movies at your fingertips. It's like it was a B movie, not good enough for the theater, but totally watchable. And uh, so this was just a movie of the week, mid mid to level actresses, okay director. Just so I'm sitting there going, I can't believe I'm delivering three scripts to one person who will get in the car, probably step over that script anyways, get to set and get the hand to the sides. So it was just like, I, this person's getting four scripts today. So just four scripts. At least I wasn't going to like an alt house. I don't know what house I'm staying in tonight. Yeah. It's like, all right, well, then you should just know your life better than that. <laughs> yeah, and you think that sometimes I'm like, you give us a little bit. It's like when you are acting, like you have to do what's asked of you. You can't just... To say, I'm not doing anything, I'm not coming out of my trailer, you can, but like, in order to get something on film, like, you're gonna have to come out eventually, you're gonna have to do the work. I don't understand, like, they can be on set and do what's asked of them, but in all other aspects of their lives, it has to be, not everyone, but some people, like, they have to be catered to. And I think sometimes it's just like, like, in your instance, I'd be like, Oh, she's fucking with them. Like, yeah. how can I just say, oh, I don't know which door I'm going to leave out today, so I have a script at every door. Because I think that's what it was, was that I'm I'm getting talked to about making sure I deliver to everyone's house, and I'm like, fuck you, it's 2 a.m., I'm delivering 22 scripts, I'm going to everyone's house. Like, I'm, right. And especially, I might blow over some low-grade uh you know, uh, studio exec who thinks they need a script right. that have 10 other scripts at their door. But I'm not going to skip the actresses and I'm not going to skip the director because those people in my head at that time being young me, yeah. these people need that script first thing in the morning. The exec who ha- already has one on their desk, if it's 5 a.m., maybe I'll, th- I'll skip. I never did. Yeah, They would be the ones I would skip on. Like the lead actress all the way down to guest cast, I'm going to their house. And I'm actually going to that lead actress house first because they told me to, and it actually worked in my flow. Because okay. it was kind of like the farthest away and I could work my way back. Okay. But it was probably her, I never got it. And then they can't over yell at you because they know you're doing your job. Mm-hmm. So they're just like, all right, well, do what you did before. Make sure she can see it. Well, it's center on her doorstep. I don't, and then I, the next night I think I leaned it on the door so hey once she opens the door right, exactly. it's gonna fall in <laughs> so that, yeah. it's not like she opens the door and steps over it because it matches the brick or something the yellow envelope that matches the brick and then I, it probably it was probably her assistant goes you know what she went out the side door she didn't see it and then alright now I'm delivering to every door And well and in that instance that's where you go well you're the assistant assist yeah. go get it for her yeah you know I don't know which door I'm walking out of. Yeah. Look, just say, you know, I mean, a lot of times you'll have instructions, like especially studio uh, executives who yeah. get scripts all the time. Don't ring the bell. DVDs all the time. Leave it in the yeah, mailbox. Exactly. You know. Leave it at my front door so that way, hey, I got a job on a TV show. I know every morning 
I'm unnamed actress, you know? Yeah. People know me. Yeah. And it's like, leave it at my door, on the front door, every morning, so I know, hey, there's going to be a script there, like clockwork, every morning. Exactly. Problem solved. The PA, who's, you know, got 20 other deliveries to do, doesn't have to, you know, waste time and waste paper and waste energy to go to three different places and just leave a script there. Because, you know, then you have like three scripts every night that just goes to one person and that's not cost effective uh, at all either um and you know just killing trees yeah it's just it's just it's just stupid yeah and that's the thing and it's like also like prefacing that it wasn't like i said a mansion so it wasn't like there were two sides it's like there was the you know the front door and the back house or something where it's like oh sometimes i go out the back because i jog in the morning well that makes sense that's two separate parts of the house we're talking like 10 feet in between each one. So you could probably see the other that, that's, that's the thing. Like if she comes out one and walks toward the front, she sees all of the others. Yeah, it's like really if you ridiculous. went out the front door to walk to either the car picking you up or to your car, you're going to see the other script sitting on that side door. <laughs> but once again, I never got yelled at for, I, you know, they asked me questions, but it was just sort of like, this is weird. Yeah. Like, is this Hollywood? I mean, once again, it was my fourth thing, so I already kind of knew Hollywood was a little weird anyways, <laughs> but it was just sort of like, all right, I guess this is this is it. I mean, I guess this is what people do. <laughs> and I think it's that thing where it's like, you know, um, is it the writer, you know, and musicians have uh, this sort of thing where it's like, when I get into the green room, I want to have 51 green M&Ms. Correct, yeah. And... The thing is, I guess, the reason why you do that, you know, a musician friend of mine said, the reason why you do that, you ask for a bunch of things that you want, and then you ask for the 51 green M&Ms. When you walk into the green room, if you see the 51 green M&Ms, then you know everything else is there. Right. That was a big Van Halen thing, I think. That was their, they're the ones, that was the one when that rumor sort of thing was like they wanted, yeah, green or red M&Ms. Yeah. And the only reason they did that, they go, if they took the time to read that, yeah. which was the smallest thing on the list, yeah. we know all our equipment's plugged in right. We know everything. It wasn't even about having the correct food. Right. It was like, they read it. That means they know our amps are set up right. Granted, you have that same crew, but like that like arena was well enough equipped that they provided it. And granted, yeah. some people take that writer thing to a fucking level. Of course. Um, no, yeah. As everyone does. Uh, like scripts at every door. It is, seems ridiculous, but there are some things that are justified. It's like, look, we want Perrier beer, this, this, and this, red M&M's. Oh, they listened. Great. Right, exactly. Everything's there. Um, but yeah, the three scripts just... Yeah, it it just doesn't... I should have put all three at the front door the first <laughs> night. I don't know. They said you wanted three scripts. Yeah. I thought it was weird. That's <laughs> it. Hey, Hollywood. I'm listening. Um, but it, it takes like a line producer to go, uh, no. Yeah, tell us one door you want it. You want it at, and then that's it. If unnamed actress has a certain amount of clout, you have to tread lightly. I understand that, but at some point, that unnamed actress can be told, "No, this is what we do. One uh, script at the door." My tell us what door ninety percent of the yeah. time. Yeah, and if you go out the front door and it's not there. 
walk 12 feet to your side door yeah. and pick it up yeah. on your way in to grab your sides because exactly. you're not reading it because I'm delivering it 2 a.m. Right, exactly. Yeah. And it's like, and for me as a producer, I'm like, if, if you cannot do that, if you cannot say, oh, okay, every day at my front door I'll get a script, if you cannot do that, then you shouldn't be, you know, you shouldn't be acting. Yeah. You shouldn't be <laughs> on this show. I shouldn't have to sign the checks. Yeah. Maybe it's business fairs. But, like, I shouldn't have to try and sign the checks large checks to you every week if you cannot say okay uh just put it in my front door and i'll make sure i get it yeah. if you can't be responsible enough to get a script at your door then yeah and then and like yeah the first time i get it she went out the side door or something hey i didn't get it she comes home oh it's at the front door i'll just always look at the front door before i leave it takes one second just to open the door you know and it's even if you're running late once again we said there's going to be a script on the set you know, like, are you reading in the car? If you're driving, you're not reading, you know? Yeah. I'm surprised it wasn't, hey, can you read the script to her yeah. on tape and leave a cassette in her you car? You know that that was coming. <laughs> um, like, I wonder if anyone has ever said, you know what? I don't know what door I'm going to leave out of. So can you deliver my paper to, like, my front door, my side door, you know, uh, I don't know, up in the second floor balcony because i don't know maybe i'll just open there yeah maybe yeah. i'll just open my windows for a little fresh air in the morning yeah. and grab the paper but i'm not paying anything extra because that yeah, yeah, paper exactly. should be at the door i choose to be exactly at. it's just i don't understand and when you said that i knew it wasn't like some expansive mansion in you yeah. know beverly hills where it's like i you know I, I don't know what wing i'm gonna leave out of this but still even that's still ridiculous no, like I, it comes down to it it's like yes well, I i'm get, just trying to i know there's no justification <laughs> oh um yeah, I, uh, but once again, it wasn't like, it wasn't irritating. It was just more of Hollywood. Like, it's like, and I'm sure people have crazier stories, but it's like, and I'm sure we even have crazier stories. I'm sure we'll hit them when we hit the right topic. Yeah. Like the script thing only worked out. I was like, oh yeah, I had to deliver uh, three three scripts to one person. Yeah, my, my craziest one was, this was, I was a night period, but I was delivering this thing during the day for some. So it was delivery had to deliver script to uh, one of our uh, crew members, and he was also working on another very popular show, as some of these writers did. This is something you just do not want to be told. They're like, "Well, I need you to deliver a script." This is when like email would have been so much better. <laughs> I need you to deliver a script. But I'll just have to say, this person has, you know, uh, this person might have a, I'll just say this person might have a person following him. Oh, okay. And now, like, the FBI are on this case. Oh. And they have been giving a directive that if they see this person, shoot oh. to kill. Oh, and so I'm like, um, yeah. <laughs> why? Wait, I'm the night guy. What am I even doing? I don't even know why I'm here. This is like I just came in. Like the day guys were running around. Yeah. There was nobody to do this. Oh, John, you're like trying to chilling until we put out the next draft. Why don't you go do this? And I remember like going, why? Like. Like a why did I even get in this business kind of conversation. Right. In the car with myself going, shoot to kill. Like, I'm going to be dodging bullets to give a guy a script? How about 
like, wow, there's there's someone that wants to maybe hurt this person. They have derivative to shoot to kill. We should ask him if he just wants a script when he comes in. That just seems the safest bet right. for everyone. And it's like, what the? I was like, all right, I'm getting paid. Like, this was at Universal. This was like the last Universal show. Mm-hmm. So the PA rate was um, actually much higher than the industry. So I got a rude awakening on the pilots I went to right after oh, okay. on the same lot. Right. Which I thought was under the same umbrella of the same company that bought Universal. I was like, oh, wait, I, I think there's something wrong with my check, but that's for another day. Um, <laughs> they're like, oh, no. So I was like, all right, I'm getting paid, you know, 600 bucks a week or whatever to right. do, you know, to die, basically, yeah. possibly. So, yeah, whatever. I wanted to be in Hollywood. I went to film school. This is what it is. I, th- I wish they had this class, <laughs> right. but they didn't have this class. <laughs> it's crazy. So the I script get- delivering class. <laughs> <laughs> the script delivering combat. Yeah. Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I get there to the house. Of course, you know. I mean, he was a prominent uh, crew member, so it was a eh, nice area. It was close, and um, you know, I think they said you have to. <laughs> they said you have to deliver it to him. Oh, like he does not want it on the doorstep for anyone to take. Understandable. So you have to deliver it to him. Oh. And the FBI could be anywhere. And I'm like, I, I thought it was a joke at first. But oh, you guys, see, oh really? Oh oh, you actually want me to go in harm's way <laughs> to deliver pages? Okay, so get to the house and look. I'm just looking around the whole time, like walking very you will slowly. Look probably worse than the person <laughs> going to attack this person. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> So I ring the doorbell, knock on the door. Of course, nothing. Of course, and I'm like, oh, like this couldn't be any more stressful. Right. I've never had a stressful script delivery. Yeah, uh, the only, like you said, the only time it's really stressful is like when you're there at night, and you know you're, you're trying, trying to be to, casual and you don't want yeah. to like set off any exactly. alarm or you're anything. Just looking, and like sometimes the. This is going on these tangents because there's so yeah. much here. Like at night, as you know, in these neighborhoods, like everything is so in LA, everything's so well designed in some of these neighborhoods. There's like ivy all over everything, even the street number. Right. Or the house number, rather. And it's like, I don't know if this is 1711 or 1717. It just looks like. You know, the seven kind of could be a one. And yeah. I'm like, why am I thinking about this at 2 a.m.? I want to go to the next place and go home. Yeah. And I have to. I have to. I have to go up on the lawn and I have to, like, look. I have to peel away the ivy yeah. to see the number. <laughs> I, If, you know, it's 2 a.m., I could possibly wake someone up. Yeah. You know, I could have gotten a direction from them and just could have been easier. Yeah. Um, a brick house, a lot of ivy. Nailed yeah. it, you know. Yeah. And it's like, oh, no, that's not the house. That's the house. Looks uh, uh, totally identical. You know? <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah. Uh, so I get to the house and nothing. I'm like looking around like, oh, shit. So I'm going to like call the office uh, that, you know, he ain't here. And they're like, no, he's there. We just talked to him. You have to deliver the script. Oh my god! 
And I'm like, ah. The, by this time, an SUV rolls up. I kid you not. <laughs> and the guy's like, hey, so wh- what are you doing? And so I look into the SUV. Mm-hmm. There's appears to be a family. It's, there's a guy, there's a woman in the passenger seat that appears to be his wife, and there are kids in the back. Like, all right, well, they're not going to kill me. Yeah. <laughs> but the guy's like, "What are you? What are you doing?" Right now, Rob, if I if I didn't know that the FBI was looking for him, right? Like, some random guy comes up in an SUV and the family go, well, "What are you doing?" During the day, I'd be like, well, "Fuck you! I, I'm, I'm doing my job." Yeah. Why, why do I need to answer to you? Yeah. Who are you? What yeah. are you? But I knew. Yeah, there's already yeah. like people in this neighborhood that probably know him. Know that there's right. someone exactly sketchy. Maybe they've never seen him, so they see you just like kind of mad. Because it's like, come on, just answer the door. I don't want to be here. You kind of probably look nervous because, like, am I going to get shot? No, I did. No, totally. I told. I, no, I just spit it out. <laughs> and I think this was like the FBI because <laughs> oh, he was because he was camping out. <laughs> yeah, and then drove over there specifically. Like, if it were a neighbor, a neighbor doesn't like with his family go camping out. You're like, no. hey, uh, I'm just here. We're just here, guys, in, in case someone comes to his house and tries no. to do uh, uh, bodily harm to him. <laughs> um, so, I just spilled it. I said, hey, I'm from show. I, he works with us. No. I'm just getting him script. That's all I'm doing. That's all I'm doing. <laughs> you know? And I'm like, why am I explaining this guy to this guy? Like, he doesn't. No, I gave them more yeah. information than I should. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, he looks at me and looks at the house and looks at me. He goes, okay. Okay. And then he drives <laughs> off. And it was like, it if I didn't know about this, like it would have been the weirdest yeah. thing. Like who are you? Like, who are you to question me about what I'm doing? <laughs> Great, the door opens after that. And like, oh, wait, what? <laughs> exactly. So I take a breath and I go back to the house and I just like knock on the door. Nothing. All of a sudden, like I hear this voice, "Hello," and like up on the second floor <laughs> balcony, he's like, "Can I help you?" And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm just here delivering a script. I'm from, you know, the show. And, I, and <laughs> He's like, oh, hey, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'll come down. And I'm like, oh, great. <laughs> that is your best friend. Yeah, exactly. So he comes down, hey, thank you so much for the script. Yeah, you know, I got to watch it here. You never know what's going on out here. I got some things going on, but thank you for the script. Appreciate it. And I'm like, oh, God. At least he didn't come down going, you know, I just got this in my email. Yeah. <laughs> you jerk. <laughs> yeah, just read it. It's just, hilarious. This is a good one, but yeah. thanks for the paper. It goes away in front of you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was, like, amazing. That that and the Compton uh, story where I had to go to Compton to deliver something. Oh. Um, I don't know if I told you this. Uh, no, I, I do not know the Compton story. Yeah, well, um, before my uh, illustrious stint... In production on uh, network shows, mm-hmm. I was uh, had the good fortune of being a PA in the uh, reality world. Oh, the best. And uh, it was at a company that, okay. that made a lot of reality shows. So I was like staff there at oh, the okay. company. And, um, and so <laughs> it's funny, like we had like 15 
are so PAs like okay. to service all of right you know, all of these shows, and so they called me. It was like basically they just picked people off. Like you go here, you go here, you go here. So it was down to two people, me and this other guy, and this other guy was just like young. We all were young. It was a young yeah. white dude who was probably didn't leave his house till he was like you know eighteen or something. Okay, it was just like he was like deer in the headlights <laughs> and the guy was like okay I got two runs I got a run to Compton and a run to Beverly Hills and of course I'm like wait did you say like Compton? Right. Compton? He's like yeah Compton and so he I knew like I knew like he was gonna be like John me being African American, he's like, John, I'm not looking at you just because. <laughs> exactly. I already said you to Compton. I, I, I knew what was going to happen. The minute the word's like, I have a run to Compton. Oh, great, I'm going. <laughs> That's exactly what I thought. That's exactly what I thought. I'm like, okay, damn, I'm going to Compton. Okay, yeah. all right. Um, you know, I'm just easy E, Dr. J. Like, that's all I know of Compton is like in yeah. any way. But, um, so he goes right to the other kid. He goes, yeah, you do Compton. And I think the other one was like, it's literally like Beverly Hills or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> He's like, John, you do Beverly Hills. And I'm like, oh, shit. Like, I felt good about myself. I'm like, I got out of Compton. Yeah. You know, straight out of Compton. And something happened where he got a call from somebody like within like, 20 seconds yeah like, yeah uh-huh yeah okay well you need him to do what all right so apparently they need, i think they needed the other guy to do something somewhere close oh like he probably had already done it or to something Beverly hills oh okay and so then he goes oh actually john it would make more sense for him to do beverly hills and for you to do content <laughs> i was like Fuck! I was like, "You're well, gonna send me no matter yeah, what." Like, this exactly. is just a bullshit excuse. <laughs> exactly. So he sends a guy in Beverly Hills. He's like, "Beverly Hills, just you know, she doesn't know what script, uh, door she's gonna walk out of, so deliver <laughs> the scripts, you know, yeah. every door, you know, and you know, just going for some dinner or something. You yeah. know, she's probably you know uh, serving yeah. beef Wellington or yeah, something. Exactly. John, your your mission, yeah, is to go to Compton and. They, in the great reality show or whatever it was, like they had a, like a skywriter okay. to write, like I don't know, marry me or something like that. Of course, but it was by the it was at the uh, this the pilot was at the airport, mm-hmm. you know, near Compton, and um, and so they're like, yeah, he's like on this street, you know, by the airport in Compton. So he's he told me that the guy was like, It's a little sketchy <laughs> around there once you get off. So like be aware and like drive fast. <laughs> and I was just like, it's like is this is this something that we could just solve in a phone call? Like exactly. why am I going? And it's like Can he come to us? Exactly and what it was was they wanted me to deliver his check. Oh. So it's like it's like, yeah, he won't write he won't do the skywriting without his check. Like he needs it in his hands. I'm like, okay. okay. Um, 
you know there's a postal service exactly. fantastic we could delay the sketch exactly. a day it's like and- come on right <laughs> and it's like uh okay and it's like yeah it's really sketchy so you gotta imagine like on top of you know uh the very vivid accounts <laughs> or at least that i thought of compton that that uh Ice Cube, Dr. Dre, and all yeah. these guys painting. We've heard the songs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and coupled with, oh, it's kind of sketchy, so like drive fast, be aware. It's like, what? You're going to send me. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> come on. Yeah. So, I mean, I get there, like, I get off the offer. The whole way, I'm just like, my heart is pounding, <laughs> which is ridiculous, but my heart is pounding. Like, am I going to get, like, shot? Yeah. F- delivering a check and it's like of course now now I'm like of course not but back then like yeah. young John is like oh my god the only thing I know is uh life ain't nothing but bitches and money and yeah. you know uh killed this guy I'm like shit's getting real shit's, yeah. shit it's been real yeah. in Compton. Can you so, meet me halfway? Exactly. Like, can you meet me outside of Compton? <laughs> exactly. So this guy like another like really sort of shady kind of exchange mm-hmm. like you get off the, the uh off ramp you know i go down this long street and like there are hardly any cars out and no people and i'm just like in every car that comes in like you know we're in a movie we would sort of amplify the the sound of yeah. that vehicle to to trigger you know that this means something like, slow motion stairs yeah and i think i see exactly <laughs> yeah. and you, you start people start looking at you, you just do the 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 uh straight ahead stare yeah. you know um like i'm not looking at anybody i'm right. just going i think i saw like a a white bronco too go in front of yeah. me i was thinking of oj i was like what the hell's going on here so i go down you know i make it yeah you know and i turn the corner and i don't see anybody oh and i'm just like oh and so i'm at the the airport and so I give him a call. I stop somewhere. Oh, great. Yeah. And I, <laughs> you know, just, ima- just the whole imagination of all the shit that's going to go down that would yeah. have gone down. Um, here I am thinking, what the fuck? Like, why isn't he available? Why isn't he here meeting me? And the guy finally told me, he's like, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm by the fences, you know, and I'm parked, you know, in a sort of. Not even in a parking space, but he's just right. parked on the road, basically, in the grass. <laughs> and he's just, like, sitting there. It's just weird. Uh, and so I roll up, and he's, like, kind of looking around, like, yeah, so you got my check. It was kind of a shady-looking uh-huh. dude. And he's like, all right. You know, and he's in, like, a truck. But I, I, I just do. I want, With I, a wife and family? Is it the same yeah, guy? <laughs> the same guy. <laughs> no, it, it was weird because... um. I don't know why he was. Like, I didn't want to ask questions. I just wanted yes. to leave. Here's your check yeah. <laughs> in your hand. I'm driving really fast. Exactly. <laughs> and he's like, "Yeah, it's sketchy, isn't it? Sketchy." He's like, "Yeah, I don't, I don't, you know, like coming here or you know when then I." Why tell- outside your oh, yeah. truck sitting in the grass? <laughs> yeah, he's like when. Um, yeah, when I tell people to come here, you know, I just let them know it's it's real sketchy and and you know it's, th- things happen so. You know, glad he didn't say glad you made it, but that was the kind of tone, yeah. you know. And <clears throat> and then he just like went back in his truck and was like, "All right, bye." 
Oh. And that was and he just camps out there. Like it's not it's you know what it's like it's like border patrol. That's kind of oh. what I got. Like you know how they just sort of camp out. Yeah. Yeah, it was just he was there. That like was, he found a safe spot yeah. for him and that he was never leaving that safe spot. Right. And I was like I'm like well, what do you do? like he's a pilot like he flies these skywriting whatever. Which seems hard. Yeah. But he's just like there. Like I thought, hey, you know guy, meet me uh, at the f- at the fence by the airport, we'll do a little exchange, and then I'll take off and go over to where. Yeah, I, you know, meet me halfway. No, he was that's where he was. Yeah, this is my camp. Yeah, and somehow I have a plane. Yeah, and somehow I, he had a plane. I mean, this guy was like, he was, he was like, uh, what he looked like was a uh, fifty-five. Year old version of a bizarro David Spade. Oh, I was not going that way at yeah, all. No, yeah, all right. I, I didn't either. So <laughs> when I got there, I was like, "Oh, yeah." You know, he he looked like one of those guys that I don't know if you saw uh, the uh, very um, scru- uh, scrupulous characters that OJ Simpson hung out with when he went into that hotel room to get his. Oh yeah 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 yeah. One of those guys. Oh, okay. Or one of Michael Jackson's like managers or something. <laughs> you know, one of those people. You're like, how did you? Yeah, what is going on like mullet, just like you know, sort of scraggly beard and just yeah, you know, uh, it's kind of sketchy around here. It's like, what, dude? You 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 fit in. Yeah, you know? <laughs> you're. I'm more what, worried about you yeah, than the area exactly. right now. I was like, wait a minute, this is like a nondescript area. Here you are looking like you're looking and like you're looking around and Oh my god. He just in he's like in his car and then all of a sudden it was like abruptly, okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> and then went back into his truck and just camped and just like oh. sat there. And I'm like what is the, is the revolution of or the apocalypse? The apocalypse <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was like, Shit. oh my god! And the whole time you're like, they're filming this. I'm yeah, part of the I reality know. show. This was like, just to see if I would come here. Exactly. And I'm Punked like, PA. Ridiculous. <laughs> oh my god, that is awesome. And you know it was like a week before. <laughs> yeah, I need a check. Oh. And that day, they go, oh, we haven't given him a check yet. Because this was the accountant who yeah. sent me. Like, he hadn't had a check yet. So they're probably not used to, like, paying up front. Yeah, that, I, that happens. That's a, not... There are some businesses that are not, I would say, Hollywood savvy, even though they're in Hollywood, where some, like, I want to check before I do my plane services. Because it's probably not a lot of call for skywriting. Right. You know, so this isn't a guy that understands POs. No, I'll give you a PO number. You send us an invoice right. and we'll pay you. It's like, yeah, no, I need a check up front. Direct deposit, something. <laughs> I know, I know. But but you know it was like someone's uh This guy uh, doesn't procrastination have a bank was my yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was just David like, Spade does not have a bank account. <laughs> it's like, no, he didn't look he I forget what it was. It was like, you know, gave him the check. I think he took it out, felt it up, made sure it was like, you know, legit and you know, like, all right, all right, okay. It was all yeah, because very this, shady. Because this production company that's part of a reality show is going to not pay real money. Right, exactly. Like this that's, guy, like that's what I get like the TV it. show. It's like, hey, a TV show wants to give me money. I don't know. I better double check. Right. It's paid. You know. Like, what are you even going to see? I get a check. I wouldn't know what would be fake. 
Like if someone's like, <laughs> let me open it. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's like if your name's spelled right, it's like, well, I hope for the best. Once I get to the bank, who's going to call you out on it? <laughs> exactly. Like yesterday, we were trying to buy um, hard drives. And so I went to this uh, place I've always gone for hard drives because I wanted to use a PO because yeah. I didn't want to use a, a credit card and, you know, max out our limits. So. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, this is one that's you've used, I've used, yeah, yeah. everyone uses. You know, they're like, yeah, just fill out the credit app and we'll get it back to it. I'm like, well, cre- credit app? Did you hear the network I'm working for? Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> what, what, come on. like, yeah, We're not a bank run yeah, network. Exactly. It's like, <laughs> I think it's a major yeah. network. Yeah, you got to fill out that credit app. You guys work with like tons of other shows. Yeah. You know, it's 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 the whole check uh, yeah. upfront thing. We're running into that in this show as well with some vendors, um, huh. and I get it. You're right yeah. because some of these outlets are small, and they don't they can't afford to to do business in that way where they sort right. of give you something right on credit. So. And I get it, like especially with locations, they do that a lot with locations, like. You want to work at, you know, maybe a place that doesn't rent out or something. It's like, yeah, you have to cut a check up front because these people aren't, yeah. you know. It's like, oh, I understand. I'll get paid in two weeks or something. So I, it makes sense. Like, no, absolutely. But but you don't have to be in Compton in a shady truck, right? You know, uh, it is sort of almost hidden by the uh, the tall grass because that's that's where I went wrong. Like I went right past them, <laughs> but I wasn't like. It's funny because the the guy who told me about the run. He sort of was kind of confused himself. He's like, he's kind of like not on the road and he's not really in a parking area, but he's like there. He's like halfway down the road, but he's just parked like in the grass. But that alone not- should have been. Yeah. You know what? We shouldn't probably send a young person, right. no matter what area it is, if you're given the description. All right, find the guy. He's on the side of the road, maybe in the grass, kind of just parked. Yeah. No. <laughs> it's just like, I'm like, what? Like, I'm like, what post? I mean, there's no post. There's yeah. no, like, it's not even a parking space. So, like, why is he there? Like, he's not guarding There has anything? to, like, if he has a know. plane, he has access to the airport. There's probably an area where a regular person goes, like, can we meet in the lobby at this side of this airport? That makes more sense. I don't. Like, I don't understand why it wasn't that either. And yeah. I don't understand. Like, if you have a plane, like I have a plane, it's in there in, in the airport, but I can't be in there at all. I have I, to be like on the side. And I would get it. It's like, what? Well, you as being a civilian don't have access to go to the runway, even if it's the small side lot. But there's going to be a main area. There's going to be a building that you have to go through that a regular person can walk up to. It's like, can we meet there? You know, because like Van Nuys has an airport, but there is a small terminal. I've actually had a go there to drop something off but they have a small little like office almost that a regular person can go into hey i need to pick up or drop off great that's where he should have been right. not skeeving on the side of the airport in tall grass waiting for his check <laughs> it, and i think i know what it was like like you get off the i think I, maybe i got off from the wrong exit or okay. something but like when i left like the exit was sort of right there Oh. But the way the way I came, like I had to go down about a couple miles of road just to make that turn to get where he was. Yeah, I'm like, well, why didn't you tell me to get off this exit? Could have. But there I'll- were plenty of places where we could have met. I'm talking like restaurants, 
uh, like a side street or something. Yeah. But because it was Compton, because he was sketched out, I think he wanted to hide. That he had a check? Yeah. But like, it's not like cash. It wasn't like, here's a wad of cash. <laughs> like, if someone beats you up and takes your check, they're not most likely going to be able to cash it. This isn't the 80s where it's like, no, no, this is mine. Like in banks, right? All right, yeah, yeah. whatever. They're not going to just cash that check. No, and I get it, but I don't think this guy was like thinking that way. He's like, I need this money. I need this check. Yeah. And I think it was a Friday evening. So um, I don't know where he was going to cash. I don't know. It was like way too much. I'll be on the side. I'll be at the exit holding up a homeless sign. Yeah, that's me. Um, That's my cover. Yeah. Just go. How are you? And I'll hand out my hand, and you hand me a check. Oh my god, that is awesome. Actually, that is the best story. Yeah, especially when like every single run you do is like to Starbucks or to. Uh, you know, uh, some other restaurant yeah. or, you know, Hollywood or <laughs> some, And then you get that one run. You're like, wait, what? You yeah. want me to? And then it's it's sketchy around there. So drive fast. Yeah. Be aware. Then the guy's like hidden in the weed somewhere. <laughs> not even in the airport, but yeah. outside the airport on the road. Yeah. Like the gravel. and It, it was just like, what? What is going? I felt like it was like I should have opened up the trunk, yeah, to give him his check. Yeah, you you're know. like, all right, if I'm already here, I'm <laughs> exactly. committing to this storyline. Exactly. It's like, where's the ball? Where's the boss? You know, does he want to check? Is he gonna like? Did you need someone to check it? Exactly. Authenticate it or something? He goes in the back, <laughs> runs it through a computer system. We're good. Like his goons are like there, it's making sure you know. Yeah. I don't. Yeah, that's some twenty-something year old yeah. trying to scam <laughs> off from some network exactly. TV paycheck. Oh my god. Oh my god. All right, John. Hate watch. You ready? Hate watch. I think I am. All right. We have kind of a two-part hate watch. We'll get to that in a second. The movie of the week, this is the whole reason hate watch exists. I watch movies. I just like movies. Always have. Grown up movies forever. I hate watch because you never know. Not everything goes to the theater anymore. I'm always hoping to find something. Hate watch this week became to surprise watch. I actually loved my hate watch this surprise week. Surprise watch, really? Surprise watch. It is called He Never Died. It's hard to live <laughs> when you can't die. What, that's the... the... Well, the title is He Never Died. Okay. Uh, I'm going to show John the poster it, starring Henry Rollins. Okay. The poster is him looking Henry Rollins-like with wings. It is. Okay. How do you not watch this film? He Never Died. It, you got to okay. Henry you, Wallen, you, you can't Henry not... Henry Rollins with wings. All right. Henry Rollins, a singer. <laughs> yeah. So, obviously, oh, he's been in, he's acted in a, a lot, actually. But this is starring role. Jack, a social outcast, is thrust out of his comfort zone when the outside world bangs on his door and he can't contain his violent past. What is huh. this movie about? Can you can you repeat that, sir? All right. Henry Rollins, he never died. Yeah. Henry Rollins. So, if you're looking at this, he has wings mm-hmm. going from there. Jack, Henry Rollins, a social outcast, is thrust outside his comfort zone when the outside world bangs on his door and he can't contain his violent past. I mean, it's just, the outside world bangs on his door. Right. I mean, I, I'm thinking that, let's see, Wings. Angel. Angel Rollins. Um, Angel Rollins. He never died. So, obviously, he's maybe feared 
or believed okay. dead. All right. Um, but not so in this movie. Not so, because um, he never died. <laughs> he <laughs> never died. He never died. You know, I guess, you know, what I'm thinking is he left things in the past. Maybe it was a faked death, and he wanted to start anew. And then someone says, he's never died. He's never died, and, you know, uh, chickens have come home to roost. Okay. Um, you know, he sort of gets pulled back into this world. Okay. Um, where he's Closer, trying, yeah. trying to be, you know, the devil angel on the shoulder. He's trying to, you know, veer more towards the angel. Okay. And get his life straight. But, you know, just like in, uh, which I'm sure this film is, might be on the uh, same level of The Godfather. Of um, course. I uh, mean, it is Opus. Uh, Al Pacino, you just keep pulling him back, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, so he has to, like, maybe there's some things where he has to avenge. Uh, something because you know and that's going to require him to kill somebody all close I would say you were you're on the right path Uh, to start off like okay so it is a little off he never has wings so, <laughs> I kind of destroyed the the myth that he did not have. Any I, I was hoping for that. superhero, and I think what it was, I kind of thought the wings would come into play. So, you see, Jack. <clears throat> The most you ever see about the wings, Jack wakes up. The sound design was really good. This movie probably cost a dollar eight. Okay. At most. Looked really good, but there was no mic. So he wakes up. The most visual effect or the most effect they did is they had the outline of where his wings were. Like his wings were ripped or cut off and there's a scar. There's wing scars. Yeah. So he wakes up and you're like, all right, he's an angel or devil. That's it. That's all you get. And then from that point on, he wears a gray sweatshirt and a jacket. So that's all you see of him without it. So they're just, that was the big money they could spend. We have one time. We can apply this one time. This is mm-hmm. it. So he wakes up in the sound design. You, you're always hearing something. There's like always some sort of, when he's by himself, there's always outside noises. You hear people talking, but not enough. Like there's just distractions. He wakes up, delay the story out. He wakes up. There's a knock on the door. He opens up. Old woman. She's like, it's the first of the month. He's like, what time is it? He asks everyone what time and what day it is the whole time. I never figured out why. I was hoping that would play off later. Yeah. He always wants to know what time and what day it is. And that's it. It's like, okay, that'll play out. But it never really did. She's like, oh, it's first of the month. So he walks back, opens a trunk that has artifacts and nothing but cash. He reaches, grabs cash, pays his rent. And she's like, you don't look well. And he shuts the door. So it's like, all right, Henry Rollins is a dick. So Henry Rollins leads a life where he plays bingo. Bingo. Okay. Uh, He goes to a diner, gets the same thing. He's a vegetarian, doesn't eat, uh, doesn't eat meat, just drinks water, doesn't drink. And that's it. He gets a call. Uh, he never knows anything going on. That's the best. He gets a call and it's like, it's Janet. Who's Janet? Your ex. Oh, hey, Janet. Like, he doesn't know. And it makes it really funny because he plays. Henry Rollins is fantastic in this movie. So the whole time you're just like, this is great. I believe he doesn't know. And it's like, um, I have to look up because I don't remember character names other than Jack. Uh, you have to go pick. A, Andrea's drinking. You have to go pick her up. Who's Andrea? Your daughter. Right. Wow. You're like, this is great. Yeah. He has no idea what's going on in his life. So he has to find his daughter who has a drinking problem. She's 18, maybe. So gets the daughter, and he's just 
cold the whole time just like what time is it and and she's talking to him and he's like one word answers that's it they're at the diner again and it's like all right i'll have the the eggplant parmesan oh you don't want steak or anything? no i don't eat uh the blood of other animals and it was like well that was a random <laughs> that was literally what it was like it was like oh all right well that's a a weird pull or whatever so you you later find out that he's keeping all the demons inside of him so like he doesn't eat meat because the minute it starts which it does because someone attacks a friend of his he has one friend and that friend you find out later has been supplying him with blood and you're like oh he's a demon that needs to eat blood sure okay I'm, i i don't but okay. as long as he doesn't kill he can keep everything at bay so like he sees that his friend is attacked he walks up these guys attack him doesn't even phase him they shoot him in the hand not even phase and he literally just throws these guys outside as they're beating him up the fight scenes were fantastic in this like just i think it was just funny because they went up and shot henry rollins straight in the head and he gets up, he stands up, and Henry Rollins just angry looking all the time. So imagine shooting Henry Rollins, and he stands up. Yeah. And this other guy pops up. I told you. <laughs> and then he just leaves, and it's fantastic. It's just like, so the whole story is, is that Henry Rollins is there's a woman that likes him. Of course, there's got to be a love story. Mm-hmm. The love story is this woman works at the diner, really likes him, and she ends up back at his house after he's been shot or something. It's like, shouldn't you be dead? I should be. Oh, okay. That's it. You're like, all right, great. He opens the trunk to give her money. And she's like, what is all this stuff? He's like, how old are you? Because he starts listing off like jobs. Like, well, what have you done? Well, I was a painter. I was an architect. I worked at the coal mine. Like for 10 minutes, he's listing jobs. And she's (laughs) like, wow, you've had a lot of jobs. Yeah. She's like, well, wait, how old are you? Because she sees that nothing's killing him. He's like, I'm in the Bible if that gives you any contents. It's like... That's awesome. No way. He's like, and he says his name and he goes, well, I asked, you know, Cain. Because he says whatever the Bible name of Cain is, like the, I guess the first translation. Sure. And he goes, I'm Cain. Cain was an angel? Like, I, I, once again, I know very little about the Bible. So, um, I'm not a heathen. I just don't know the stories well enough to go, wait, I guess maybe does Cain die? Then he gets his wings or something. So, I don't really know. They'd never explain. I know Cain slew Abel. Abel. Right. And that mentions that. Like yeah. he does have a he ends up yelling at the devil who's no one can see him. It's an old man. It's like um saying something like, look, after would there even be death if I didn't slain Abel? It's like quit punishing me. Let me go. And he's like really angry. You're like, wow, this is wow. Henry Rollins. <laughs> Henry Rollins is at a level ten in this movie yeah. the whole time and it is amazing. So he, his daughter gets kidnapped uh, because people found out who he is. He, all very vague. Like, the story points like you would be mad in other movies that you don't know. Why do these people want to take his daughter? What are they trying to get from him? They don't explain. But you're just, you're moving the story along. It's like, wow. we took the daughter. And he, so he tracks down where the daughter is and beats the shit out of everyone that really? touched the daughter. And like, in a fantastic way. He grabs the daughter who was beaten up, gives it to the lady who keeps following him around, the love interest. You're like, why are you following? This guy was shot in the head. Are you not just going <laughs> to run? He goes back in to kill the main guy who has a history that you never really vaguely get. And he just 
beats the shit out of him the whole time and he's about to kill him the lady comes back in i can't get your daughter into the car you need to help well, i'm busy you can deal with him later Ugh. and then he leaves to go take care of the daughter and you're just like this is fantastic wow. but once he starts killing because he avoided he ends up killing one person and then eats them so i uh, I didn't want to get into that because uh, that kind of makes it, uh, the rest okay. of the story weird. All right. So he kills the person, rips this guy's throat out, and eats it. And then really? from that point on, he can't control a lot of his violent rages. So you deduct the reason he's living the life he is is to avoid being that person. So he gives up any blood consumption except for the blood he gets. So that was sort of like plot point. That's like if he's getting blood from someone, yeah. why does he then not have the urges? But I think it's killing and eating fresh blood. Yes. It's like how everyone has their own mythos of vampires or something. Yeah. Um, so it kind of alluded that he was a vampire, so he's too. So like an angel vampire? Kane, the angel vampire. Oh, fuck. I want that movie <laughs> that's, now. That's the that title. Should be, that, that should be, be it. It should be Kane uh, <laughs> vampire. Um, so he kills the guy, eats his throat, and then gets bloodthirsty. So he gets really violent. and But he will only kill people that are bad. So that was kind of weird. So he's desperate to kill someone he's walking the streets by himself and he it's like he is trying to pick a fight he drops money like covertly and he's just slowly walking and this guy picks it up and he's waiting for the guy to pocket it and he comes up hey mister you dropped your 20 you gotta be more careful and he's mad so he's can't kill anyone that doesn't slight him in any sort of way uh, so he's but walk- he baits him into it yeah but he's trying to bait them into killing them so it's like i don't know if that really works so like so he walks wow. by these these crowd of guys that look really angry he bumps into him it's like dude watch out have a good night and he's like angry that no one is taking <laughs> so then eventually wow. he gets to these kids who uh he throws up because he just can't kill so apparently that makes you throw up oh, okay. uh, i mean uh, the problem so this one kid's like you got on my shoe man so he gets all antagonist. So he, then he kills all three of these guys. So he's just like baiting everyone yeah. so he can kill him. But I didn't understand. That was the one part of the story that I didn't get. It's like, so I don't, from the little I remember of the Bible, I don't remember Cain having to kill and eat people to survive. No, um, I, 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 maybe I missed that class. I mean, the I abridged version that maybe we read and we, we need the unabridged uh, Cain. Uh, we'll have to get it some uh, <laughs> scholars. To yes, really. get some scholars to do it. But wow. this movie, it all hinges it's sort of like last week's um empire state all hinged on that michael kid who was so good yeah didn't make the movie any better just he was good henry rollins the whole time you're like can't wait for the sequel like i'm literally i was in i like i went into this going he never died henry rollins got angel wings hate watch yeah i literally stopped what i'm doing to focus on this movie i was at work going oh my God, what is happening? And I focused so much on this movie and I was like, this is why I love watching movies is to find a movie like this. This movie, I have no, you know, I don't know any of the production companies. The director is Jason. Once again, I, I need to watch movies with people that are names I can pronounce because I'm pretty. <laughs> yeah. Um, Krasik? 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 Krau? I'm going to show. Jason, I got. Uh, could be Krawcheck. Krawcheck, that's probably... Yeah probably it yeah, i've Had, heard project before it's one of those things that's like 12 production companies we've never heard of before shot in toronto not romania oddly it, enough so no, that's kind of where you shoot these um romania. 90 um, minutes 
my perfect goal time. I think everything should be 90 minutes. From one of the production companies, Al- Alternate Ending Studios. Oh, like, look at that. That's a good name. <laughs> Alternate Ending. But I just like, my. I think what got me was, once again, I was in. I was, they got me. And then it was like, I'm in the Bible. A genius. Has anyone said that no, in a that, movie? That, like yeah, at that, that point, me. it was just like when he's like, I'm in the Bible if that helps. Yeah. Oh my God. Now I'm like. <laughs> like at that point, and that was. Unfortunately, I mean, once again, I was in because of his character through the whole way. And that was probably, we had about 30 minutes left before he started killing everyone. And, but it was just sort of like, I'm in the Bible. And I was like, I don't think anyone's ever written that before, said it. Right. And I'm, I'm in, like you had me. You had me too. I wonder if that's like a good pickup line. It's like, I'm in the Bible. That helps. Wow. I mean, that's this is amazing. I mean, that line alone when you when you said it when you yeah. uttered it, I'm like, you're like, that's it. I'm there. It's like I'm in the Bible, and then it's he's Cain. So it's like, not even that he was a Bible. They chose somebody yeah. to be, but the fact that they didn't play it up anymore. It wasn't a religious based movie. This guy isn't someone who like read that. I mean, he might have been. Um, here's the thing. Our Twitter is uh, at because John Rob. And because this movie had went from hate watch to great watch, oh. <laughs> great hate, watch, hate, to great. Did you just do that? Hate watch to great watch. Awesome. He is going to be the first person I follow on our new Twitter page. Henry Rollins. Uh, no, no, the director. The director. Henry Cross Rollins check. is too big. <laughs> John uh, is going to be the first one I follow, uh, or Jason. Jason's the first one I'm going to follow, Cross and check. I will uh, tweet him. Our pleasure of the movie. Oh, uh, once this goes do. live, I am going to uh, send a message of our hate to great. Yes, watch. Um, yeah, uh, I would. I mean, normally it's not about recommending or anything. It's like that's not what this pod's about. But this is one of those ones where someone made something they wanted to make, and as weird as putting Henry Rollins and wings on a thing and calling it "He Never Died." Yeah, you had once again. I don't know what else you would have called it. I'm in the Bible, but. That would have been with Kirk, <laughs> Kirk Cameron or something. Uh, it was a uh, different it, movie. It was different, but dumb. it's like those are the ones where you're like, "This is it. This is why people make movies." It's like, yes, you can have the Sully, and you can have like the true life stories, and you can have Star Wars, and you can have all these great movies. But this is like it was like indie film again. It was like feeling like the '90s of seeing Clerks. It's like, yeah, does this make me want to make a film? Well, I still want to make one, but I liked his what he did. He put right. together something small, told a very weird, interesting story, some violence, some blood, some guns. So it's like he had a little money. Like I say, a dollar eight. I mean, this was probably a million dollar movie shot in Toronto. But yeah, I mean, which, you know, the United States equals about a, what, a million five. Yeah. So a yeah. million so, eight, maybe. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's just, yeah, you know, you can tell, like, I guess from, from your description, like there was a vision. He knew what he wanted to do. I think he was a writer and director. Writer and director. Writer and director. So he successfully did that. Um, you talk about the fight scenes being amazing. It's really difficult, you know, without like a pretty good fight coordinator, stunt coordinator, to and to know how to shoot those things. And they were simple. And I think that's what worked was that because you have Henry Rollins who's indestructible in the movie, sort of. Like, I mean, he can still get shot and bleed, but yeah. he's going to live. But the fights were very one-sided they were fighting him more than he was fighting anyone else so that worked it wasn't like you needed a a seagull fight a current seagull fight which will be a hate watch later where (laughs) it's all in editing there's just people swinging arms 
and they just cut it together to make like people punching. This was just very deliberate edits that made the fights well like you're saying you do need a stunt coordinator you need a good editor but like it they were simple like they punch him he gets back up and it's like you don't need 27 cuts for that right you just need henry rollins to look like he got punched and to turn back in one shot and you're like that's great i don't need 12 cuts so yeah it was once again you discount like yeah i discounted like oh it's a million dollars it's low budget he hired all the right people like he hired the right editor that cut his film correctly. He directed it right. He had the vision. He hired the right stunt coordinator. Like you said, everything was... He hired the right slim crew right. to get his... Because honestly, when the credits rolled, they were over. Like It was one of those things where it was like, all right, I'll watch some of the credits. I think I looked at my phone, went back, and it was at the oh, music, that, and I went, "Wow, oh, you you did it slim. Like uh, yeah. He might have been the caterer, too. <laughs> Man. But I guess what people don't realize is that that really takes a lot of... Planning, forethought, um, and like you said, hiring the right people. Right. Um, many times you're going to have like 10 times the budget. And if the care isn't taken um, in the right places, which is pretty much with everything, mm-hmm. then, you know, things sort of fall apart. And that's why you look at movies and you go, and something like the production design, the fights are terrible. Right. Um, some of the shooting is bad, the lighting is bad. That's what people make this sort of, oh, it's a very low-budget film. Right. And low-budget, to me, like doesn't mean what it means to a lot of people. Right. You can do some really... I've seen some really beautiful things done on nothing. Right. But it's just what you put into it right. um, that, that makes the difference. And that's, you know, whether you have, you know, $350 million or, like, $3, it's just... You can see, like you were saying, you know certain things spoke to you like wow the fight scenes were amazing wow that line that he you know i, I was in the bible if that helps yeah I, you know it's just um, great moments and yeah lo, yeah low budget is a very subjective term it doesn't mean it doesn't give you the quality of movie yeah. like it can make you understand why some things are the way they are but low budget isn't a curse word it's just something we throw around it's like oh this yeah. is low budget film could mean anything yeah i mean you got evil dead out of a dollar and a cabin so it's it's the passion put into it right or the thought the pre you know it's like you know it's like, i mean once again it wasn't low budget but like you know the whole orson wells and citizen kane like i'll rehearse all day mm-hmm. do it in two takes right there you go that's it that's all you have to do or even clint eastwood i like to work eight hour days straight zero rehearsals two takes i mean yeah. he does more takes but it's like that's what we're getting. Not many more, but yeah. But it, that's it. It's like, yeah. I'll know what, but I know what I need. So it's like, you just go in with that forethought. So like, he knew what he wanted to get out of this movie. So Jason, you are going to be our first guest on the... <laughs> Jason. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. We got to get out. So basically, we're just going to talk about it. We're just going to love on him. We won't get into it, but part two of Hate Watch would have been the Corey Feldman on the Today Show. Oh my God. But we, I, we don't have the time. We, that's another podcast. We, uh, so. we both watched it. We both have to process a little longer. Yes, and then we'll, unpack. Uh, unpack all of that. And also, too, uh, the wife's on her way home, which is our part of our podcast studio, is also my, uh, <laughs> my humble guest house. So it's we are lovely. going to have to skip Southland Tales again. Oh, man. Southland um, Tales. Which would have been a good time because Trolls just opened. Justin Timberlake did a yeah. voice, and we could have talked about that and tied it in together. But that movie has so many people in it. There's always going to be a release at the theater with that person that we can tie Absolutely. into. So um, 
be safe out there delivering to Compton to Shady uh, David Spades. Uh, you know, it's in the grass. Uh, it's, it's, it's a truck in the grass, you know. Don't miss it. Uh, all right, that was post-apocalyptic. <laughs> this is Robert. This is John. Have a good one. Oh, my God.